Well, Shabbat Shalom and greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. Got to be with some of you today during Shabbat fellowship and that was a true blessing to be able to connect and pray together. You guys connect today in the chat and make the connections in your life at TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect. We are coming up for the feast of Passover here in the next season and pray that you would find connections in your local area so that you can have that intimate time together. It truly is most important, especially in the season that we're in, because I believe that Yahuwah is preparing us to leave Egypt. And that sometimes is painful. Sometimes that's scary. And oftentimes we feel we're being pressed in on all sides. I know myself personally right now feeling that like I never have before. And it's thrilling. At the same time, it's also something that makes me very sober to realize, how did we get here? How did we get here? This past year, this past season, so much has happened in my life and I know in the lives of billions of people all over the world. But how did we get here as believers? So much compromise, so much inactivity, so much weakness in faith. What happened? Where, where, where are the Moseses? Where are the Ezekiels? Where, where's, where's the power? Where is the man standing on the side of the streets and saying, no, where are the watchmen on the wall sounding the shofar? I'm blessed to know many within the house of Torah to the tribes. But really, out there in society, the church is asleep. The church didn't do its job. And if the church had done its job, we'd never be in the position of judgment that we are in in the nations today. So today, I told you a little fib two weeks ago, see? I said that I was going to do two chapters in one week. And that was just too much of a stretch for me. Because I really said I was going to do chapter 10 and 11 last time we were together. Which would mean today I'm in chapter 12. But I'm not. I'm going back to chapter 11 because there's more to dig out. It's compromise. It's syncretism. It's idiots. What is he talking about? These are the things that I want to talk about today because there's a root to the problem and the fruit we are seeing is rotten and it's all around me. It's all around us. It's lukewarm and I want to spit it out because that's exactly what my master said. I'd rather you be cold or be on fire, but this lukewarmness this not taking a stand, this lack of faith, this lack of power, it, it, it's sickening to me. It's compromise. It's syncretism. It's acquiescence, and it makes idiots of men. It's idiotic that the church shut down when we have the freedom to assemble. It's idiotic and shows a lack of community and conviction 
And its roots go all the way back to chapter 11, verse 26. And at first, in Antioch, the taught ones were called, in the Greek, Christianos, Christianos. That one verse is the verse that most cling to in the defense of the term Christian. Acts 11, verse 26. And at first, in Antioch, the taught ones were called Christianos, Christianos. Now, this is the order of this sentence in the Greek. And this is what we're going to be camping out on today. Syncretism compromise, lack of conviction, not standing up when trials and tribulations are all around. And if the church doesn't stand, if the called out assembly doesn't stand, then what hope is there for society? Because the governments will keep on pushing. They will keep on pushing until somebody stands. And that's the job of believers. That's our job, to be the light to the nations. Not the dark, because it's dark out there. It's dark and it's getting darker. And I'm not trying to be hopeless, but I'm a realist. And I'm not going to sell you a bunch of Kool-Aid and ice cream when in reality it's time to sound the shofars. Because what we're seeing in this is the root of the problem. Because the order of this sentence in the Greek, of course, there's no grammar in the Greek. Grammar was later added, but there is no grammar in the Greek. The translators add grammar in, and it's based upon their own whims, their own thoughts, their own ideas. This sentence doesn't claim, listen, this sentence doesn't claim that disciples called themselves this. Okay? It doesn't claim that they called themselves Christianos, but they were called this at first. I suggest to you it was a demeaning term that they were called. But we have been taught that they called themselves this. That's basically because grammar has been added into the text by translators but the Greek text has no grammar and the sentence structure doesn't claim that at all. The context determines what is meant. This meant that they were mistaken. They were mistaken at first for a bunch of pagan, compromising believers that worshipped Seraphis. Because that was the cult in Antioch. You have to look at the relationship between the word Christianos with the word cretin. You cretin. You ever use that word? Yeah, when you were little, younger? What if the, what if the people in Antioch at first called the disciples a bunch of cretins? That's not very nice. That's not very nice, is it? No. You see, the Greek word Christianos then from, goes into the Latin, we get Christanos. It was a term of scorn. It was a derogatory 
derogatory word that I believe we're going to be able to trace back in history and see where this came from. Because people have adhered to a root of the wrong tree and are producing a fruit of compromise, syncretism, acquiescence with mystery Babylon. They won't leave Egypt because they love the benefits. And there's going to be a lot more benefits coming from the government. A lot more benefits. There's going to be a lot more motivation to get people to live in cargo trailers dependent on welfare, Medicaid, and all of the benefits so that they can dumb down society and they can take over the world with their new world order. And most people, they're going to be happy. Give them enough garlic, give them enough onions, and, you know, don't be too hard of them when they're, when they're chipping dust down in Egypt. They won't leave. But those of us that are leaving, they do not want to let us go. They don't want us to pull out of the system. It's very hard. They try to drag you back in, drag you back in, don't want you to go. And when you start to see it, and you start to realize that you can leave, you can break all of the ties, you can walk away from it, you can let it all implode and go. It's terrifying, and I'm speaking from my own experience. But once you see it, how can you go back to be a slave in Egypt? Every one of us is going to have to make a choice in this next season because they're going to force you to make a choice. My choice has come early, but I have to follow the path that Yahuwah leads, and that is to exit mystery Babylon. And I am going to get cut up and torn by the brambles and the briars along the way because I don't see a very clear path. But I know that I will make and forge the way because there's others coming behind me and they're not going to get as beat up and briar bashed as I will. And that's just how it's going to be because that's how it's been the past 20 years in my life, specifically with this Malkitzedic message. There's people coming in, some of you from other countries all over the world, that never had to go through the things that we went through in the hyper-religiosity of the messianic movement, that haven't had to deal with that, haven't had to deal with all of that, because you came out of Babylon and you saw and got the Malkitzedic message, and we hear from people from all over the world. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. I want to inspire you today. I believe that people have grafted into the wrong tree. We need to go back to the book of Romans, specifically chapter 11, of course. That's the right tree, the olive tree of Israel, because otherwise you're grafting into a bunch of cretins, a bunch of cretins and compromisers that you see all around with these empty churches because, oh, well, our capacity's up to 25 now. Okay, yes, we'll bow to Pharaoh, whatever Pharaoh says. This is fear, this is intimidation, and it's what cretins do. That is a person who is afflicted with cretinism. Cretinism. The slang for it is an idiot. It's a French word, cretin. It's from the French dialectal to mean deformed. 
mentally retarded, a person found in a certain alpine valley. It's from the vulgar Latin Christianos, Christianos, Christian, human being, poor fellow, meaning a debtor, a debtor. You know when you go into a, a court system? They believe that you're debtors, that you're a person, that you're a belligerent, that you are of a feeble mind and you need representation because you cannot speak for yourself. They're literally trading in livestock. It's an abomination. It's, abom it's an abomination. This is from the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language, the fourth edition specifically telling us the roots of this word, cretin. Now, the word Christian, it's obviously not Hebrew, right? It's, look at the origins. So how can it really be legit? Well, the Greek word, alpheo, alpheo, is used in the Septuagint, and it means to anoint. It's Greek number 218. Now, the correlation to that is the Hebrew word Moshiach. I think the first time you find this word is um, most probably going to be Leviticus 12 or 21 from my head, where they anoint the priest, anoint the priest. And it means to Moshiach. Now, that, that's where you get the translation in the Septuagint. But Christos was also used as a medical term because healers in the Greek culture, they used all manner of tinctures and ailments. And what did they do? They anointed, they Christos somebody. So you can see how it developed in the language. Now, this is really interesting in a day and age when we've got major vaccination being pushed, major pharmacia being pushed. Why? Because its origin is this tree. Its origin is this tree, and the church is going along with it. And mark my words, you won't be able to go to certain churches unless you're vaccinated. These 501c3s, they won't let you in in the future unless you're vaccinated because they're all part of this root, this tree. The first two letters in Christos are the, the chi and the chro, and they appear as the x and the P as in row. You know, like when you go to the pharmacy and you get your RX prescription, RX prescription for your glasses, this is when you put these together, you get the RX symbol used by big pharma who do what? They mix and weigh dosage, dosages, excuse me, of medication for the sick. This is the root of the tree. Mixing and weighing medication for the sick. This is where we're at. I hope you see what I'm painting this picture for you. The final age, we're, we, look, this is the origin of it. But we're in the final age of it. And the final age of it is the RX prescription going globally. It's the vaccine mandate. Those that belong to the Seraphis will be anointed 
with the Seraphis vaccine. We know Paul wasn't called a Christian. He was called a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes or the Netzarim, the branch, because that branch belongs to another tree. It's a different tree, and it is not Rx Pharmacia, where they wix and mix and weigh dosages. Peter Kiefer mentions being labeled Christianos in a list of scornful terms in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 15. Now, the context there shows that this term was, in fact, a derogatory term. It was very undesirable. It would be as if I called you a cretin. That's not very nice. The proper definition of Christian, a Greek word with formerly pagan usage, the Mandean deity of the sun was titled Christ Helios. Christ Helios, the Alexandrian Orosus, was titled Christios. You see, the Romans, they inherited the way the Persians worshipped the sun under the title Christos Mithras. This is all pagan sun god worship. We've inherited a term that is totally foreign to the disciples. We've inherited a term that is totally foreign to Israel. And brethren, if you're going to come out of Mystery Babylon, you need to realize that you are foreign to the country that you dwell in. You are not citizens of that country. You are foreign to them because you're the living, living seed of Abraham. We are foreign. And this is the time to be foreign. You want to be foreign to them. So the term Christos is Greek and is defined as being meaning anointed, although it's treated as a translation from the Hebrew word Mashiach. Its use in the Greek language is, is really derived from quite a different application. Because as early as 200 before the Common Era, there were pagan worshippers of Seraphis that called themselves Christians. And that's shocking when people find this out. The pagan worshippers of Seraphis, 200 years before the Common Era, they called themselves Christians. That's a, and I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way. I'm not trying to be offensive. But at this point, you know, come on. We, we, how much more of this compromise can... I, I, I can't. I can't. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, some of you have been on holiday to, in Rome, to Italy. Rome. Maybe you've gone to the Vatican. I'd love to go to Italy. I haven't been to Italy. But if you have, you most probably went to the Vatican. And there's a pagan relief depicting Mithras in the Vatican, and the words on that pagan relief say, Krestos Mithras, meaning good Mithras. Mithraism was the main pagan religion 
in ancient Rome. And it became synchronized, syncretized, excuse me, mixed in with the Messiah of Israel through the compromises that came in through the Nicene Council of 325 of the Common Era that I know my audience is all very familiar with. But the Greek word Christos has come to mean anointed. But Osiris, or Osiris, I should say, poor pronunciation there, I apologize, and Mithros were both called Christos, which means good. The word was adopted from Gnostic paganism. So those who've been to the Vatican, they most probably, look in your photo albums, you most probably have photos of the inscription Crestos on a Mithras relief, because it's right there in the Vatican. What's it doing there in the Vatican? Well, during the time of Marcion, now Marcion was a second century heretic that edited the majority of Paul's letters. He was a total heretic, and he put that anti-law sway to Paul's writings. He was a heretic, and he believed that there was the God of the Old Testament, and there was this new God of the New Testament. So he edited the majority of Paul's letters. Marcion is the reason why Christianity is lawless, because they inherited a lot of the Marcionic traditions, and he was a second-century heretic that, like I said, edited the majority of Paul's letters in about 150 of the Common Era. Now, Justin Martyr said that Christians were Christoi, or good men. They were good men. Clement of Alexandria said, all who believe in Christ are called Christoi, that is, good men. You see, Rome at that time was actually the center of Christos Mithras worship. So you can see how it could easily be synchronized, syncretized together. Well, they're good men. They're religious men. They're good men. Can you see how this could have easily be adopted into the culture? And if you don't understand how language changes over time, just think of some of the, the words that you use, those of you that are a little older, that if you use today, you would be deplatformed or called, you know, some kind of name because it's not politically correct now. And you're seeing that in this council culture where somebody said something four years ago. Heaven forbid if you said something on video 10 years ago, like myself, and people go back and they hold you, come on, that's not right. What, can't we make mistakes? Can't we repent? Can't we move on? Are you going to judge me for all of my past? Well, good grief. If we live in a world like that, well, that's a world of no forgiveness. Ah, there you have it. No mercy, no forgiveness. That's the way of the world. About bringing up past sins, wrongs. That's not the way of the master. You see, come out of her, my people. You don't, then you will partake of her plagues. All of this Lashon Harah, all of this, it's, it's a plague, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. You see, the word Christian, it's a very non-specific label when you kind of consider that it doesn't specifically mean the Moshiach of Israel. It's a very common term. While 
you could look at it as meaning any one of the Greek anointed deities, and there were 364 daily deities that were anointed, right? They were anointed with the pagan balm. That's the reality of the context of this word in Rome and in the Greek Athenian culture. Now, the true sect that followed Yahusha's teachings, they did use a term for themselves, but it was Natsarim, branches, branches, Acts chapter 24, verse 5, from Netzer, Netzer. Even the church father, Epiphanius, wrote of the Natsarim, whom he called heretics, because they observe the commandments of Yahweh. They observe the Passover, those heretics. And they were indistinguishable, he says, from the Yahudim, the Jews at the time, except that they believed in the Moshiach, they believed he had come, they believed he had died, and they believed that he had arisen and appeared down at the Galilee. So the word Christianos was used twice in the Greek text as a word of divisive scorn. It was derisive. It was a scornful label that meant that they were gullible, dumb beasts, and cretins. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to paint you a big worldwide picture of a fallen asleep, lukewarm church. They're gullible. They're dumb beasts. They're cretins. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 12 says this about cretins. But these, as natural brute beasts, they're made to be taken and destroyed. They speak evil of the things that they understand not, and they shall utterly perish in their own corruption. Why are you so against the Sabbath? Why are you so against Yahweh's Torah? The Old Testament. What's the problem? What now? Why? Why? Why are you so kind of like anti-Semitic about everything Israel? What? What's wrong with Passover? Why are you so pro-paganism, Christmas and Ishtar, and and why do you defend it to the hilt? What's the problem here? You're so gullible. You're acting very carnal like a brute beast. Surely, surely we do, do we not even keep the Ten Commandments today as believers? Oh, yes, we keep the Ten Commandments. Are you sure? Because I don't see people keeping the Sabbath. So now we don't even keep the Ten Commandments. What kind of God are we serving? Because last time I checked, the Elohim of Israel gave us at least the Ten Commandments. Could we at least try that? Can we try that? Could we at least align? Can we agree on? We can't even agree on that. Well, then I'm thinking that maybe we're serving different gods.
because my Elohim delivers me out of slavery and bondage. Your Elohim seems to want you to go and contract and acquiesce to it. And when things get hard in the culture, when we need hope, when we need prayer, when we need worship, when we need to be praying and lifting our hands in the public square, singing and praising the Creator, where are you? There's nobody there. How about we go down to the courthouses and the capitals and we sing and praise the Creator in front of them all? Where are you all? Am I the only one that wants to do that? Why do I feel so alone? In Jude chapter 1 verse 10, But these speak evil of these things which they do not know, but what they know naturally as brute beasts. In these things they corrupt themselves. I fear that so many have become gullible that they've corrupted themselves. You see, there were already Christians in Egypt at this time, and they were Gnostic sun worshippers. That's what history tells us. And they knelt before huge unks or crux-like formations because these were the Seraphis Isis cult used in the symbology in Alexandria in southern Egypt. Now, when the Emperor Hadrian wrote of Alexandria, this is what he said. Those who worship Seraphis are Christians, and those who call themselves bishops of Christ are vowed to Seraphis. This is from the Emperor Hadrian. You see, the Nazarenes at first were mistaken, mistaken, to be worshippers of this cult. And that's how the name in Antioch, they were first called. But if they were literally called Christianos in Antioch, it's only because they were perceived to be either good men or they were perceived to be worshippers of Seraphis. That's the whole explanation of that verse. And it's very simple, but it's been so misconstrued that it's been adopted. And when you adopt a foreign pagan culture, then you become a foreign pagan culture unto yourself. And you will stay in Egypt and slavery. That's why our identity as Israel, is so important, so important. Alexandria was the inception point of the Greco-Roman religion we know as Christianity today. The word Christos is related to many pagan got Krishna, Christos, Christon, these literally mean glowing or shining as they refer to the sun. Krishna, of course, is the sun deity of the Hindu religion, which was originally associated with Nimrod, the very first sun deity. Now, 
in 348 of the Common Era, Cyril said, Let the heresy be silenced, which blasphemes the Messiah, the Son of the Mighty One. Let those be silenced who say that the Son, S-U-N, is Messiah, because he is the creator of the Son, S-U-N, and not visible S-U-N, Son itself. What were they doing? They were calling Moshiach Yahusha Christ Helios through their syncretism. Because when they heard in the language son, they were relating it to their Christ Helios paganism. The word Christianos is used only three times in the whole Greek text of the Brit Hadashah. It's, you see it right here, of course, in the 26th verse. It appears again later in chapter 26 of Acts. And then you see it in 1 Peter chapter 4. So this term, Christianos, it's been too easily picked up and embraced. Oh, that's my label. Because we love labels, don't we? Well, what are you? Oh, um, what are you? We can't be pigeonholed anymore, right? I am Israel. What does that mean? Really? Right? It's as if we all search for this label that we can attach to ourselves. And it's found in Acts 24.5, where this orator accused Paul, Tertullus, before the governor Felix. And the accusation, of course, against Paul was that he was a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarene, the Nazarene, Netzer, the branch, where, of course, the connection of who we truly are, go back to Jeremiah in the 58th chapter and the 12th verse, because Jeremiah prophesied our label Mabel, what we'd be called. And it certainly wasn't a Christian or Christian. And those from among you shall build the old places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you would be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. You see, the problem is there's so much new age that has infiltrated the assembly. There is so much new age. And you see it a lot with a lot of this end time stuff. A lot of new age has infiltrated. And its foundational system is in this pagan Seraphis cult. But we have to look to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10. Who is the builder and maker of our identity surely it's yahuwah whereas krishna krishna christos they all have the same root chris as in san christ means the pure or the sacred now there's this book it's called isis unveiled and it says this quote the first emanation of the invisible godhead Manifesting itself tangibly in spirit is the spiritual ego 
the Bodhi Manas. The spiritual, immortal, higher ego in every man is an emanation. It kind of sounds like Jungian philosophy, doesn't it? Like a ray from the central spiritual sun, Paratanam, of which the visible sun is the direct manifestation of our physical plane and its visible symbol. I mean, what a bunch of hippy-dippy rubbish, right? But this is the New Age stuff that's infiltrated the church. Whereas the prophet Jeremiah told us that we should be awakening in these last days to the truth and that we should really be awakening to the traditions of all this paganism and say, no, we're not doing that anymore. Jeremiah 16, verse 19, O Yahuwah, my strength, my fortress, and my refuge, in the, distray, in the day of distress, the nation shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies. What a bunch of pagan lies. There I am putting out bloody cookies and milk, thinking some fat dude is going to try and squeeze down my chimney and kidnap me in them. What kind? And then I'm going to go to sleep, and while I'm asleep, some little demon's going to come in and take my teeth and put money by my head. What kind of idiots, cretinism did I grow up with? I was terrified as a little boy to go down the end of the garden because my mum told me there was a bunch of fairies that lived down at the end of the garden. And stupid me, I believed it. Oh, because my mother told and she wouldn't lie to me. I never went down the end of the garden. Never. Never. I was terrified of the end of the bloody garden because there's something that is innate in me put there from Yahuwah. My wife will testify because she's got the same thing. Even when I was a heathen, I never, ever messed around with witchcraft. Ne I knew that that stuff, I, I never messed around with it. You know, you'd go and do a sleepover at somebody's house and somebody would bust out a Ouija board or they'd tell ghost stories. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm calling my mum up. I'm like, mum! Can you come and pick me up? Horror movies? No way. I mean, I could, no. Always there's this innate desire for holiness in me when it came to Elohim. And I knew there was demons. And those fairies, they weren't fairies. They were bloody demons. Okay? All right, I'm off on a tangent. But you see what I'm saying? My mother, if you're watching... She's not watching. She's recovering from the bloody vaccine double dose. Jiminy cricket. Drinking the Kool-Aid. I was halfway through a verse. Surely I'll have... You see, I went off on a tangent, started thinking about all the lies I was told when I was a child. Surely our fathers have inherited lies. I won't even get into the lies I could that I was told and the spooky kind of things I was told at boarding school. 
growing up in the house of Florence Nightingale. Oh, the spooky stories that we had to endure, the things that we did late at night, <sighs> terrifying. Shall a man make Elohim unto himself, and they are no Elohim? Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know, I will cause them to know mine hand and my might, and they shall know my name is Yahweh. Hallelujah. See, it's really time to decide, isn't it? I know it is in my life. I've made my decisions. It's time to decide if we're going to remain a slave or come out of mystery Babylon religions. In Zondervan's Understanding of the Bible Reference Series, Zondervan's Bible Dictionary, it says that the word Christian is derived from the Greek Christianos. And it says this, the Latin termination, Ianos, widely used throughout the Roman Empire, often designated, listen, often, this is from the Zondervan's Bible Dictionary, okay? often designated the slaves. I told you I was going to wrap this all around with our current slave system, vaccinations and the whole thing. Often designated the slaves of the one with whose name it was compounded. Slaves, not children or followers or friends or companions or colleagues or brothers, but slaves to a religious system, whereas we are told in Galatians for freedom Yahushua set us free to stand firm and do not be burdened by a yoke of slavery again I want to be free I just want to live as a free man on the land that's all I want I will not acquiesce with this wicked world a moment longer I cannot. My eyes have been so open to the wickedness and corruption, these black-robed priests of Baal, and the corruption and fictitious corporations and all of this statutory law and all of this wickedness that is absolute fraud. You see it everywhere. You just saw it with the whole election, and they get away with it because that's their world. That's their system but we don't have to opt in anymore. We don't. We can come out. Is it going to cost you? Is it going to be painful? It's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, it is. But at what point? Because I have young children, and some of you have young children, and if you decide to do the hard thing, I promise you, through the Scripture, that your children will walk as kings and priests on this land. There's a way out. And I know the way out. Because Yahweh has shown me. And it's not for me. And it might not be for you. But it is for the next generation to be set free and truly live as a kingdom of priests, kings and priests and creditors in a world of debt and slavery and sickness. And we will literally 
have the millennium here. And the detonations will come to the creditors, the kings and the priests, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, if you choose now, this day, who you will serve. And they will switch on the rain or they will turn the rain off if they're not willing to repent and follow Yahuwah and come to the feasts. This is real. And it's all going down in my lifetime. And I am going to get cut up and torn by the bramble briars as I figure out how to get out of mystery Babylon. But I'm going and I pray you help me and come and push me through. And if some of you have some machetes to help and you're willing to get brambled up and scarred and I'm falling down in the mud and pick me up and help me because I will continue on because I have seen it. I have seen it, and it is our time to come out of this wickedness and this mystery Babylon. And it's for your children, my children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. It isn't a bunch of spiritual nonsense. It is natural and spiritual in perfect harmony. Or you can sit at home and hyper-spiritualize it all. Or you can just fight it all with your flesh and you'll fail. It is going to be a perfect interlocking of the power. But you can't sit back in Egypt and expect it to happen. For freedom, Yahushua set us free. So stand firm and do not be burdened by a yoke of slavery again. In the New Bible Dictionary, it says thus, The formation seems to be Latin, where plural nouns ending in iani may denote the soldiers of a particular general. Either Gabiani or Galba's men, now in Tacitus, history, it says, and hence the partisans of an individual, both elements are combined into this quasi-military system called an Augustani. Because in the late first century, Cesriani was used of Caesar's slaves. Render unto Caesar's Caesar's. Render unto Yahuwah, Yahuwah's. They were rendered Caesar's slaves and clients. The majority of us have been rendered Caesar's slaves and clients through the issuance of the birth certificate and social security number. And being a 14th Amendment United States citizen. United States is a corporation. But in the Gospels, we meet Herodonii, who may, may have been those that were partisans or clients of Herod, the Herodians. So do you see? 
They were all slaves of their master, their system. This is the world that we've grown up in. And it's not something new. It's always been this way. But we, I believe, are at the end of it. I'm right now showing you the beginning of it. But we're at the end of it. They led everybody into it. But at some point, it's time to come out of it. And that comes out of it by the awakening and being in that age when you are to come out of it. And that means we're going to be hard-pressed and shaken. Christian, therefore, would have originally been thought of as, listen, soldiers of the Christos, the suitor, or the household of Christos, or of the partisans, the pirates of Christos. So if you really want to wrap a whole bow around what I'm saying, Christiani, it really was a joke and a derogatory term that was floating around Antioch, modeled on Augustini, the organized brigade of chanting devotees who led the public adulation of Nero Augustus. Both the enthusiasm of the believers and the ludicrous pagan homage of the imperial cheerleaders being satirized by the implicit comparison with one another. And when you see some of this church worship that they call worship, it's pagan. And it's a whole kundalini spirit going on there. That's not worship. The music and the spirit that there, that's not the Holy Spirit from what I see. So we've come full circle. Now we've got these 501c3 churches becoming nothing more than a group of capitulating, chanting devotees who hold to the public adulation of the democratic leader, of the governor of their state. Any form of political partisan that traces its origins here, and all we need to do is to see that the joke, if we go along with that system, is going to be on us isn't it? It's going to be on us. You see, the church closed its doors first last year. They capitulated first when they should never have capitulated at all. So are, are we partisans? Are we clients of that system? Are we participating in the privileges and penalties of contracts with the governments? Are we really sailing our vessels on the seas of commerce, engaged in commercial activities all day long as slave vessels? Because I'm not engaged in any commercial activity. So why, why, why are you engaging with me as if I'm a commercial vessel? Because this is all about their global dominion. China, with her global allies, will move 200 million soldiers into place. 200 million. Ten nations out of the West will be headed up by the Antichrist. The fourth power that is mentioned in the Bible is called the King of the South, which is Egypt, according to Daniel chapter 11, verse 40. See, I've seen things in this past year and done things that I haven't shared publicly 
But I've sent documents to the highest level of government agencies in the land through registered mail where you get the green card back, and it comes back signed by COVID-19 to the highest levels of government, and it comes back signed by COVID-19. So I have to call COVID-19 to the stand because COVID-19 signed this. So I call COVID-19 to the stand to testify and witness to the fact that you received this document that was submitted on the land. I've got signed receipts from criminal investigation units signed COVID-19. I kid you not. You see, what's going on? COVID-19 is a principality. It's a principality that is stretching forth its hand upon all countries and the land of Egypt shall not escape. Daniel chapter 11, verse 42. It's a principality. It's gone out upon the whole land. And those that are its soldiers are the system that are supporting it. All of your politicians and leaders are supporting that principality because that principality allows their kingdom to continue to grow. Isaiah the prophet tells us in the 19th chapter and the 4th verse, And the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of a cruel master, And a fierce king shall rule over them. That's the end. If you continue to stay there, that's the end of Fauci's campaign. Of course, this is a reference to the Antichrist. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist. Now, some people may think that. Now, Egypt, of course, is a metaphor right now for what I'm speaking of, the global crisis. And it has to come into a period of desolation. The prophet Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel chapter 29 in the 10th verse, it is written, Behold, therefore, I am against thee. I'm against thee and I'm against thy rivers and I will make the land of Egypt utterly waste. I'll make it desolate from the towers of Syene even to the border of Ethiopia. No foot of man shall pass through it nor foot of beast shall pass through it. Neither shall it be inhabited 40 years. And I will make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate. And her cities that are laid waste, well, they shall be desolate for 40 years. And I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and will disperse them through the countries. This is a vivid description, isn't it? It's Egypt being made desolate. Is it by the principality COVID? No form of life will be able to exist in the land. According to Fauci, the scientist. You see, the vaccine agenda results in one third of all the people on the earth being wiped out. That's pretty sobering, isn't it? One third wiped out. So now is the time to come out 
of mystery Babylon, the maritime seas, the courts of contract. Because if we don't, we'll die. If not us, then our children will be sold into slavery. If we continue to yoke ourselves with the governments of this world, we'll die because they are admiralty in nature. And the storm has come upon this generation now. It's that simple. It's so clear to see. It's time to do a salvage claim on your vessel because you are living to claim your vessels because seven, seven years after you obtained your birth certificate and you didn't claim, lay claim to it, they monetized it as cargo lost at sea through bond and they have been trading on your labor and your credit ever since. Because under HJR 192, the whole system is a fraud. They're broke. They're trading on your labor and your credit. You need to do a salvage claim on your vessel. You're alive and you're here. And you are redeemed. This is biblical. In Yahusha, I have unlimited credit for my past sins and my future sins. Does that mean that I should sin? No. But his purchase of me is unlimited credit so that I can get into the kingdom. And it's his credit. Well, that's the system of the world too. When we come out of her, that's how we're to live. Because we're creditors, not debtor nations. We should be the head. They are the tail because they are trading debt for debt. Somebody gets a debt and then you go and you take a Federal Reserve note, which is a debt instrument, and you pay a debt with a debt instrument. Well, that makes no... They'll accept that. But you have unlimited credit based upon your labor that they took all of the gold and silver in the system and then monetized your labor based upon your social security and birth certificate back in 1933. And you think that you're debtors? You're the creditors. It's a debt system. They're the debtors. But they don't want you to know. It's time to plunder Egypt. It is prophesied that it would happen again. And it is happening. People are waking up that they are literally printing debt instruments, negotiable instruments out of thin air, and they are adjusting the ledger. That's all they're doing. And they're adding all of this debt based upon your credit and your labor. And then they're throwing you a couple of hundred bucks, a couple of thousand bucks, but it's your labor they've tapped into. This is insanity. When will we say, plunder, plunder? And they will literally be giving us the negotiable instruments to get out because they don't want the rest of the people to wake up to it. Go read it for yourself. HJR, House Joint Resolution 192. Negotiable instruments. It's insanity. But it's real. 
which is why they're printing all this debt, while they're printing all of this fiction, and they're getting away with it. But there was a man that walked on the earth just a few months ago that was trying to change all that. And that was terrifying. There was another man that walked on the earth that was trying to change all that. He was driving in a black convertible through Dallas. Do you know what happened to him? Yeah, that man. You see, there's been a few men along the way. There was another man that was going to change all that, but he decided one night to go to a theater. Yeah, that man too. Along the way, there's always been a few. There was another man that went over to Germany. Yeah, that man, he was going to expose it all to the general pattern. See, along the way, there's always been a few. We shall see what happens to me. I care not at this point. Revelation 16, verse 33. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, maritime, admiralty, and nature, and it became blood as a dead man. Every living soul died in that system. And Revelation 18, verse 17, for in one hour so many great riches has come to naught. When that system crashes, because it will be exposed. It's being exposed right now even to secular people. They're like, what? How do we keep doing this? makes no... And then people are like, what? And we're still paying all these taxes? And they're throwing us a couple of bones? This is, this is ridiculous. And I haven't been able to get my unemployment for all year. But these big... What, what? Unless you're a massive corporation, all these massive corporate dogs have been making billions while the man on the street is suffering... Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, right? But the Ma and Pa shop down the road, oh, no. Unreal. How is this so? Revelation eighteen nineteen, and they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the great city wherein we were made rich, all that had vessels that we traded in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour, the whole thing's going to be exposed. It's going to become desolate in one hour. So prepare. So prepare. Why will it become desolate in one hour? Because we woke up. We canceled all of our contracts. We stopped engaging in commercial activities. We live in the private as creditors, no longer debtors, freemen, not slaves, not consenting to be trafficked or traded anymore. What happened before is about to happen again, and all these debtor nations will collapse under the principality called COVID. Exodus 12, verse 36, in conclusion, and Yahuwah had given them the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have their request. Therefore, they plundered the whole corrupt, wicked system. Choose which tree you shall graft into. Cretinism, idiocracy, stupidity, or will we graft into Israel and when that happens, you've got to come out of Egypt. 
pretty powerful, I think, in all in all. All right, let's have a look and see what we got in the chit chat today. If you want me to contact you in the chit chat, give me some, give me a red line. Give me a red line here. Let's see what we've got here. Let me adjust the live chat to all chat. Ah, oh, Rebecca Sporting. Shabbat Shalom, Rebecca. You know, actually, I have thought about you much lately, much lately. Bless you, brother Matthew. Yahuwah has blessed you with so much understanding to bless his children. Well, thank you. How are your gardens doing down there in Utah? I hope they are growing abundantly and you are blessed. I was looking at some pictures that you'd sent me of your gardens just the other day, actually, and reading a letter that you sent me. So thank you, thank you. I felt like... Um, Run, running away and working in your gardens, to tell you the truth, this past week. But um, anyway, Libby Chu, praise Yah, he is control. Look, he is in control. Look up. Thank you, Libby. He is in control. Praise Yah, that is for sure. Let's see what else we got here. I'm feeling a little bit, you know, weight of the world, as you can see today. So please pray for me. Chris in FEMA Region 4. Shabbat Shalom, Matthew. So many good episodes of Only Fools. So any good episodes of Only Fools and Horses lately? No, I haven't seen Only Fools and Horses in years, actually. Oh, here's a good one. Chris and Chelsea. Shabbat Shalom down there in Eugene. COVID-19 is a mirror principality showing back humanity's spiritual weakness and desire for slavery. As the Israelites called out for a king, so some scream for oppression. That is a very good word and so true. Uh, much more truth says, is there another Messiah? Mithras mentions 2 Corinthians 11, the another spirit of Kundalini. Well, there is a lot of that New Age spiritualism infiltrated today, especially um, in a lot of this end-time movement. Let's see. Howard Hackett says, Shabbat Shalom, Howard, COVID-19 equals Abaddon's slaughter of the lambs. Yeah, we covered that in the Revelation series. It actually does. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Daniel Chapman, thank you for praying for me. I do covet your prayers so much. Big things happen in my life. Big changes ahead. Super Super excited. Um, don't know what's going to happen, but it's pretty cool stuff. Six kings or six or Vikings, Kendra Fisher says. Do you expect to move to Israel? Round off Sloan. That's a very good, um, very good question. You know, I've thought about moving to Israel many times in my life. I lived in Israel, of course, when I was a lot younger for a, a short season. Um, man, I don't want to go early. 
I don't want to get Jack over there, just like Ephraim. I th don't think it's the right time right now. I, I feel that there has to be more judgment over in the land of Israel, specifically on the West Coast, and then I'm gone. I'm going. I'm out of here. My wife's at home going, what? What? What are you talking about? We're not doing that. Oh, David Allen, Baruch Hashem Yahweh from Auckland, New Zealand. Some of you are like, scrap that. I'm not going to Israel. I'm going to Auckland, New Zealand with David Allen. Well, actually, I was thinking more like um, going up to Qualicum Beach to see my brother that uh, lives up there that I met this morning on Shabbat Fellowship because I was at Qualicum Beach in Victoria Island. Is that what they call it, Victoria Island? Yeah, 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 Victoria Island. It's beautiful up there. It was the Crown Mansion, the Crown Mansion that we stayed at. Yeah, it was really nice. Mark Shroy says, looks like you got some sun on your face. No, it's just the good lighting in here today. They did the purple, see? Makes me, just brings out the blue in my eyes. Oh, yeah, look at that. There you go. Uh, Katharina Baker's answered my question. Are you going to Israel? Israel is making COVID vax necessary. Well, there you go. Nope, I'm not going to Israel. Ah, hallelujah worship says, and a third of the trees were burned up and all the green trees were burned up. That's a reproduction of DNA. Well, you see, that's the thing. You start messing around with DNA and you've got yourself a major problem. Shiloh, Shiloh, Shiloh. How are you, brother? Are you doing all right up there? Up there in um, Dufa, in the land of Dufa. I'm sure the Nieblings are taking care of you. I tell you what, that Hannah Niebling, she's one of the most hospitable women that I have met. What a beautiful lady. And can that woman cook? My goodness. Kevin Niebling, I don't know how you stay so trim, my friend. Well, it's because she cooks all the healthy stuff, you see. That's the problem. It's not really the problem. It tastes fabulous. I feel you, Matthew Shiloh says. High-tech corporations and government is the definition of fascism. As my last straw is the banning of Dr. Seuss. Oh, yes. Well, when is, when is our last straw going to be? Potato Munchkin says, I was denied membership three times years ago when I gave my testimony of all these things you speak and of more. The, they love their Christmas and Easter heliocentric world. Yeah, yeah. Much more beauty says, see, Elohim is my helper. Yahweh is with those who sustain my life. He repays evil to my enemies. Cut them off in your truth. And of course, that comes from Tehillim, Psalm 54, verse 4. Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful world, world, word of the world of much more beauty. Diesel, Grandpa, how are you? Did you get the RV, Diesel? Put it in there, did you? Tell me, did you get the RV? Tell me, put it in there. Crown Mansion, is that where you guys ironed the carpet? Yeah, the, well, that, 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 no, not really. That's not really a, um, a right question. It would, you posed the question wrong. Could you rephrase that? Crown Mansion, is that where Moshe ironed the carpet? Yes. Yes, my son decided that he would throw 
the, his shirt on the ground and iron it on the floor. So, um, yeah, he melted the carpet in the um, Crown Mansion, and I had to go do a little bit of horse trading with the owner. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because he was in a hurry, trying to look all dapper for dinner. But you know what? The embarrassing thing is, the old apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Because when I was 19, I ironed my shirt on the carpet and did the same thing too. <laughs> did I tell you that, son? No, see, I'm in the confessional now before me, brothers and sisters. Oh, good night. What are we going to do? Oh, Diesel Grandma says, no new RV yet. Maybe tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow. And she asked me, did I get my trees moved out of my yard? I had three guys round my house yesterday. Three guys all day from, what, 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 at night. And they got one oak tree done. One. And I've got seven. Trees, at least seven, right? So it took three professionals one day just to get one tree. And we've still got, the, they, didn't, they didn't clear up all the debris, and we've still got these massive rounds of oak. Um, so if anyone wants coffee tables, anything like that, you let me know. Don't know how you're going to get them, but... Yes, I did, Wellamina Miller. Yes, I did read The Synagogue of Satan by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock, a fellow Englishman. Thank you, James, lifting me up. Appreciate that so, so much. Hard-pressed. Oh, my goodness. What do we got? We got somebody from Pocatello, Idaho. What a blessing, Teresa Smith, to have you with us. Teresa! Pocatello, Idaho, that might be somewhere nice to move, hey? Change jurisdiction, that's all I'm about. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are chatty Cathy's. Where's Kathy? Where's Kathy today? Which one? Both, right? Yeah. All right, looks like we're finishing up here, guys. You say your goodbyes to one another. I'll take a, a few more. Mark Shroy says something very important. And if you become a sovereign citizen, they automatically put you on the domestic terrorist list. Yeah, you don't want to get involved in any of that sovereign citizen stuff. And that's an oxymoron. It's like a coach, kosher pig. How can you be a sovereign if you're a citizen? If you're a citizen, you're a slave. Yeah, you can't be a sovereign citizen. That's like that's called that's called um, co-mingling. You're mingling the public and the private. It's a mess. You don't want any part of that. No sovereign citizen nonsense. All right, what else you got here? Oh, 
Now is the time to eliminate any remaining debt and prepare a place in the wilderness, says YouTube. Come on, YouTube. You've got to come up with a more, um, a different username. You can't be using the username YouTube, okay? You're freaking us all out here. We think we're being spied on. Get a new username. YouTube's not very original, is it? YouTube. These big Jewtube or something. Are you allowed to say that? Brenda Robinson says, good day. Ah, oh, Teresa's close to Yellowstone, Pocatello. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Kendra Fisher, she's got it. No mixing. No mixing. Don't be any um, mixing. All right. What a blessing. Next week, we'll jump right into um, chapter 12, prayerfully, hopefully, with Yahuwah's blessing. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Praises on high. Hey, do remember, get ready for the Feast of Passover. Got some connections. Go to Torah to the Tribes forward slash connect. Get on the connects, on the Zoom connects, and find a fellowship that's doing the feasts near and roundabout. I know we've got Jose down in Florida. I need to connect with you, Jose, that's putting on um, a Passover. And we do have some other locations around the Americas. So um, we will let you know. You can always connect with um, Tamara on Shabbat Fellowship at um, Shabbat Fellowship, and she can put you together with others if you're looking for a Passover um, place to get together. We shall see. And remember, give us some thumbs up, please. It really helps um, cross-populate. So many of our brethren have found us because you gave the thumbs up. Therefore, it kicked us up into their um, referral list on the side of YouTube. And people's lives get changed. So it really actually does make a difference. If you give us some thumbs up, it really helps to get us into the recommended viewing of other believers that are watching Bible and study ministries online. Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Remember, thank you for all the support of the ministry. Those of you that do donate to the ministry, it's such a blessing. My goodness, the letters that I receive and those of you that do give, thank you so much for your stewardship. It means the most. It truly does. Put some comments down below if you're catching this later and be nice. And the two of you that always give me the thumbs down, how about a little bit of forgiveness? How about a little bit of mercy and turn that, that rain into sunshine? Give us some sunshine. Come on, it's not that bad, surely. Anyway, iron sharpens iron. Acts chapter 12. Shabbat Shalom, Yahuwah bless you.